This is Adam Francis, and you're listening to the Equipped Indoor Podcast on the E2E Radio Network. Stand by for a great show. Hey guys, welcome back to another great episode of the Equipped Indoor Podcast, episode 410 with your host, Dan Eastland, Robert Oliver, and of course, I'm Adam Francis. So this has been an interesting morning starting off. We've had a, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, so when I was going to hit the red button for record, I actually hit the red button to uh, shut down the call, the Skype call for uh, Dan and, and Robbie, because, you know, this early in the morning, we just got to hang up on each other a couple times. Have Because forget it, you don't need co-host. That's You're right. Adam Francis. <laughs> I figure you just had to start off on the right note. That's what it is. And uh, so, anyway, guys, um, it's been a hell of a week for me, personally. Dan, you just got back from Practice What You Preach. I Love did. Love to hear about that. Unfortunately, um, I got hit with a uh, a voodoo curse, myself and the family, and between uh, what we thought was scarlet fever on one child and mono on another one, turned into a weekend of my wife and my three girls all... Uh, having the stomach flu. So it started on a Wednesday and didn't eat until the next Monday morning. It was, it was awesome. It was yeah. amazing. The, long, the long-term side effects of a scarlet <laughs> fever are no joke. Yeah, well, you know, I had scarlet fever and my grandmother had scarlet fever. Oh, but my daughter did not have scarlet fever. They thought oh, it was scarlet good. fever. And um, it, it ended up being a, she had the same virus as everybody else, but she has something else called molluscum. It's like, it's like a childhood... It's like a child, it's like these small little warts that pop up and then they go away. And, you know, my oldest had it as well, and my youngest had it, and my middle one just kind of had a problem with it, and they put her on some medication. And for some reason, whatever she was on with the molluscum, when she got the virus, it just manifested in, like, these huge rashes that took over a good 30 40% of her body. I mean, we were, you know, wow. we were pretty freaked out for, for a moment. I think I saw you saw the pictures, Dan. Um, I did. They were yeah. disturbing. Yeah, I mean, it was like, you know, she's petite. She's, you know, like under 50 pounds. And like all of the, all of her front of her legs were just completely covered. Her side, some of her back, her arms, her ankles. And it started out looking like flea bites on her ankles. And I was like, well, we don't have fleas. And I, I asked her if she'd been over somebody's house with a dog or been, you know, running around in some tall grass. And she said no. And that was like, that was like Tuesday morning. And then Wednesday, when she came home after school, it was just these huge bumps all over her arms and all over her legs. And by Friday, uh, it was just this huge, really nasty rash. It was crazy. But she's doing all right. She got one more um, appointment today with the with the dermatologist. We went to a video of the special, you know, dermatologist instead of like the regular doctor. And uh, I think she should be good. But the good news on that is is that. Because of her immune system going to be in overdrive for this, all the molluscum stuff is going to be gone, which lasts for like freaking ever. So it's like one kid had an outbreak, you know, with this stuff at her school, and it just spreads like wildfire. I've never had it before when I was a kid. At least I don't recall. So, uh, but you yeah. were really young back then. Yeah, this is true. I know, I've got a, a pretty good memory though. So remember, you know, having chicken pox and all that other crazy stuff. And anyway, uh, Dan, how was practice? What you preach? Do, do tell. It it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, there were classes, there were people. I mean, I learned so much. Um, I mean, I, I I nearly do not have the words. It's a good gathering, and unfortunately, it's the last one that Terrell Hoffman uh, and you guys might know Terrell Hoffman. He's a photographer, very famous photographer in the outdoor community. Also, uh, he's designed a couple knives for Tops and uh, for Essie. Um, but this is the last year he's been doing it for, I think, 14 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
in in uh, Terrell's a seasoned guy. He's not a spring chicken, so I know this is a lot to manage. But I think Jim Noka is thinking about having PWIP up in Michigan, Robbie. The torch may be passed. Yes. Yes. Um, and it is. Uh, there's rumors that it is going to go back to the roots. There we go. I, it, that would be good because if 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 Jim takes over, Robbie, ain't going to be no shenanigans going on down there or up there, I should say. That's true. <laughs> One possibility is at a designated time, he will post a set of grid coordinates. Nice. And a date. Oh, I like it. And that is all the information you get. There you you got to do your map recon. You got to do your research. Uh, that, that's the way to go. And if it's going to be up in Michigan, dude, that would be awesome. Or maybe it'll be someplace different every year. No, Adam, it will not be awesome. Do you know how cold it still is up there? I realize. That stuff ain't natural, man. <laughs> oh, Dan, you'll be all right, man. You're not going to freeze to death. Mm. Let's get you some nice alpaca socks. Mm. That'll end up uh, being a family trip for me. We'll stay at the in-laws. and. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to you know Robbie's in-laws every other day and get a shower. That's, there you go. Yeah, that's better than my plan to, of taking both dogs to try and stay warm. Well, they, they'll keep you warm. No, it's uh, funny. The last time I was at PWIP, I did cheat at one point and go to Walmart, and and they had this one little private bathroom in the Walmart there in, <coughs> in his town, and I'm sitting there taking a shower in the sink, um, because that was one that we were doing that zombie that zombie hunt, Robbie, and we were doing that overnighter thing in the woods, and we were out there running around with people and. We had a scenario set up, and um, I was pretty funky. Pretty, pretty funky. So. I, I'm not sure how much of that story I believe. You seem a bit tall to be standing under the faucet in the sink. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, you'll be surprised what you can do when you need to take a bath. The water was really cold. Been doing a lot of yoga. It was it was pleasant, man. I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter how cold the water is when you're, you know, got a layer of film on your body that you're trying to scrape off with your fingernails. Um, See, I like that layer of film. It keeps <laughs> dirt from getting on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Robbie, what you been up to? Oh, a little this, that, and the other. Uh, had been still on the hunt for the uh, for the new house. Uh, my wife and I will be moving as soon as we found find a house that we can both agree on. Man, that I, I thought moving. Good was, luck. I, I thought the moving itself was what was going to tear us apart. It's probably going to be she and I agreeing on the same house because, you know, I've got this view in my mind that looks like the Waltons, you know, and and she's more like, you know, um, Beverly Hills 90210 type mentality. And those two don't really go together. Yeah. What is, what do they call that? Is it beer and beer and champagne budget or? Yeah, uh, like that. beer t- uh, champagne beer. budget and a beer or champagne taste and a beer budget. There you go. Right. Well, I'm definitely the beer budget kind of guy. She's definitely got the champagne taste. <laughs> oh man, well you guys will find something good. I'm excited oh, yeah. though, man, because I know oh, yeah. you'll have that gym that drops on you, and um, get some something back there with some land. Some land. We'll go back there and play in the woods. Got some new toys this week. I know. We got to save that though to to the gear the gear section. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I'm I'm pretty excited about that. I want one of those. You know, you know what I'm talking about the small one. Yeah, yeah the compact, the compact yeah, solution yeah, yeah. that you found that is maybe the end of your search, your age long search. 
It will, there is no Thanks. answer to that search. All right, guys. Well, hey, <laughs> the Equipped Door Podcast, of course, is brought to you by Dogwood Custom Knives. Go check out dogwoodcustomknives.com. So, of course, you can grab one at Edgeworks, Edgeworks Online. What else we got, Dan? Uh, US made, USA Made Blade. Mm-hmm. And Arizona Custom Knives. Boom. There it is. So, Dan, you are going to be busy here soon, right? Yeah. Uh, don't call. Don't send letters. Don't expect <laughs> responses. You know. It happens, man. Definitely yeah. happens. Yeah. It, uh, I'm recovering from a little uh, respiratory infection I brought back from Practice What You Preach. Because you know, every good host sends you away with a, a little parting gift. Well, that's, you know, it happens sometimes. And, you know, you just got you to deal with it. No. Man, I was doing great until uh, I think that last night it hit. 21. Yeah. I heard, and, yeah, I heard it was, yeah, Garrett, Garrett Lucas called me up and he said it was cold as anything. So. Yeah. I mean, it, it went right on past not being fun. Yeah. And so Dan, did you get sick that day or when you got back home? Um, during the, uh, 10 hour drive back home is when it, it the sickness really seemed to climb up into my sinuses and start. That's to, what I thought. See, I don't think you got sick at camp. I think it's your body's response to having to go back to civilization. <laughs> now, that is, you got out there on the highway, your body said, oh no. Well, then I will warn you, if that's the same thing that I got, I got it February 17th. And I mean, I, I remember that day very well because my lieutenant actually, I, you know, I, out of nowhere, I just started coughing. Right? And I started, it, it got worse and worse through the night. It started like at eight o'clock at night. And at about one in the morning, he was like, uh, Sarge, I think you need to go home. And I'm like, no, no, LT, I'm good. I'm good. He's like, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. You need to go home. No, 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 I'm, I'm, no, I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll make it. He's like, no, go home. Yeah, son, I'm not asking you. I'm telling yeah. you. And, you know, he's, he's, it's funny too, because his one pet peeve is like calling out. Like he hates people calling out. I mean, this dude's got, he probably literally has a year's worth of leave saved up. I think that, I don't think I, I've, Known him, known him ever to call out sick, and he barely takes his annual leave. He's always like donating his annual leave. He just, a, he's just a, a workaholic man. He's a good dude, but um, so he, he told me to go home, and then I came in that Friday. This was like a Thursday, and then Saturday, Sunday, I was out. And when I came back the next Wednesday, Thursday, I had no voice, right? And I've been dealing with this since then, and I'm just now. I think it was like March twentieth. It, it started going away. But it's still, every time I lay down, I got a cough. It's still coming up. And I went to the doctors twice, and she's like, yeah, people have been having this for six to eight weeks. It takes to get all this junk out of their chest. So, dude, yeah. Mucinex, fluids, and just start pounding them, man. And there's a very special kind of fun when you have to clean mucus out of your respirator. Do you have one of those nose, what are those nose netty things, the netty pots? Uh, I do not. I do my wife has been doing that stuff for years. She she goes to to Sam's Club and got anybody out there with allergies too, because my wife's got allergies. There's like this bag of them. You can get them at Sam's Club, and they come with these these plastic squeeze bottles, and also these little these little salt solution packs. So you just fill it up with warm water. Don't too hot because you'll burn your nasal cavity. Put in one of these packs. You shake it up. You lean over the sink. Open your mouth so there's you know there's airflow. Shove it up one nostril. Squeeze. Nice steady squeeze. It, pushes all the junk out of one, and then you shove it in another nostril, squeeze, and pushes all the junk up. You just keep on doing that till the bottle's done, and your sinuses are completely cleared out for, you know, a good 15 minutes. <laughs> but doing that once a day, um, it breaks up that bacteria buildup in there as well. Uh, and the doctor's been prescribing her that forever. 
So, I couldn't do that. I, you know what, dude? I I am very funny with stuff like that. Um, and you know what? I just I just got yeah. through it, and I was I, doing it every day, twice a day. That would gag me. I know people uh, that swear by it, but certain orifices are entrance only, certain orifices are exit only, <laughs> and I just can't confuse. Stop the two. being so suburban, <laughs> man. That I would puke. Uh, th- uh, that would gag me. I couldn't do it. I just. Yeah. Well, if you don't open your mouth for the airflow to go through, it will gag you because it'll it'll go right down your throat. So, but I, I'll t- I'm telling you, man, it, it was a lifesaver, um, and it probably helped me get all that gunk out quicker. So, and what an interesting! Th- this is our potpourri episode. You guys aren't aren't familiar with Jeopardy? It's like the we talk about whatever because we've all been, you know, uh, I've been in the hospital with my grandmother the last three days. Robbie's been out housing, and Dan's been fighting a uh, chest infection. So we haven't, you know, put the normal 15 minutes of uh, preparation time in that goes into the podcast. So, right, Robbie? That, that sounds about right, or at least... Are you going to reach through the, the Skype and, and slap the shit out of me yet, or... Five minutes of prep time combined with 10 minutes of BS. <laughs> so I guess right. this is a good time for me to just uh, chug a double dose of this cough syrup, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah let's, that, let's let's live on the edge. That that won't hurt your online presence at all. <laughs> Not one little bit. So Robbie, let's go ahead and jump into gear because you you have been fortunate to get some some toys here recently. Okay, and I know you're excited about them. So let's talk about them. What would you get? Well, I'm excited that I got them. I haven't had time to really test them yet, but uh, we'll see. I got a uh, Tokes Titanium 750 milliliter pot with a bell and handle. Um, and, you know, you, that doesn't on its surface sound like anything really all that amazing. Um, until you start looking at the size, you know, how small is 750 milliliters? Yeah. Um, and it's just over three cups. And the pot itself is, uh, as far as its diameter, is mm-hmm. just big enough to nest a Nalgene bottle, a standard Nalgene. Um, it, so it's, it's almost a, like a, it's like a beefy MSI MSR cup. Yeah, and uh, you know, adding the bell on it versus just standard handles, uh, I, I thought was just a neat thing. Came with a lid too. Uh, it's 25 ounces. Uh, it is roughly what 750 milliliters is, and so that's enough liquid for me to uh, do two things. I I can cook a standard freeze dried meal, or in my case, uh, instant rice and or instant potatoes and things like that that I use generally use two cups of water. Yeah, and it leaves one cup for my beverage to go with my meal. You know, or it also allows me to boil once, pour it into my uh, Nalgene bottle, boil a second time, pour half of it into my Nalgene bottle to fill up the Nalgene, and I've still got stuff left in the cup to make me a nice hot beverage before I hit back on the trail. Just um, call it coffee, Robbie. We all know it's coffee. Yeah. It is no, coffee. You know, most you know, Robbie's been on. Robbie's been on the tea. He's been on the tea kick. Tea, I'll defend, hot chocolate. I'll that. Uh, to be honest, uh, the Cajun heritage, you know, in my blood says that it really doesn't matter what it is as long as it ain't water and it's hot. 
It's just got to be dark and bitter. Yeah, if it's dark and hot, I'll drink just, it. Just so you're like my women, dark and bitter. That's right. That's right. So uh, the total weight on that, 4.7 ounces with a lid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's paper weight. I mean, you, you can't, you know, even imagine what four and a half ounces is in your hand, um, especially when you're talking about comparing it to a standard Ollie Camp or Space Saber mug, uh, you know, stainless steel ones that you can get every, everywhere. When you pick one of those up with no lid and then pick up this one with a lid, it's like, holy crap, that's light. Yeah, and then add on the bail, it really just improves the ability to, you know, uh, uh, get it in the fire and get it back out of the fire, all that kind of thing. Uh, got good hopes for it. Of course, it is titanium, so the same thing that makes it super light gives it super weird you know, effects as far as cooking. So uh, I'm figuring mostly boiling because, you know, anytime you put titanium over a, a fire, it heats weird and you have oftentimes problems with scorching and stuff like that. But yeah, that really doesn't matter to me when I'm just boiling. Yeah. yeah. Um, I picked mine up at uh, Survival Resources, John McCann's place. Yeah. Um, and he's got some good stuff, man. He does. And I try, you know what? It, it comes down to Adam, Dan, I, I, I could buy this stuff on Amazon. Oftentimes I could get it on Amazon, but most of the time I don't know who the money's going to. Yeah. So if I can buy it from some other survival guy or some other bushcrafter guy website, and at least the cash is going to somebody I know. Yeah, keep it in the family. Know, yeah. All the better. Um, but that was also another aspect of it that I, reason I jumped on it. Price is like thirty eight ninety five, less than 40 bucks for a titanium pot. With hey, a this didn't this get published till tomorrow, right? Yeah, I think so. All right, so I got time to go get one before everybody piles in. <laughs> yeah, you'll be all right. I, I'm, I'm getting one ASAP. I mean, I mean, I mean, why wouldn't you get one? Did I lose you guys again? No, now we're just messing with you. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, man. oh mine was a mute button problem. You guys are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you guys who don't get to see behind the curtain sometimes, yeah, Skype here recently in my house has been very, very finicky. The reason being is is our, I think our Wi-Fi is overloaded, and there's probably half a, there's probably a dozen uh, you know, devices attached to this all at one time. So, anyway. So, so if Dan continue, and I Robbie. just... So if Dan and I just quit talking, Adam freaks out and starts cussing his computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happens. Uh, my second little piece of gear I got this week. Uh, my Tupac's tomahawk arrived. I know that dude. I had yes. ordered weeks back, <laughs> and it is a tiny little thing. You know, it held palm, holding the head in the palm of my hand. The the uh, uh the butt of the handle barely does come to my elbow and I'm a little fella you know I I do not have long arms this thing is small uh I have not got much time in with it with everything that's going on I have 
Yeah, of course, I, I unboxed it and ran immediately to the backyard and started chopping anything and everything <laughs> that you I You didn't even read the instructions with. first, did you, Robbie? No, no, I Gosh. didn't. I, I figured out on my own which end was to sharp in, and that was that was all she wrote. Uh, so I, I can't tell you a whole lot on the performance yet. Um, and me being me, uh, if the performance is not, exactly like I want, you know, I won't have any trouble taking it to a workshop or whatever and, and changing the grind profile or anything if it's not perfect for me. But I can tell you fit and finish on this thing yeah. is crazy. It, it is good, the most beautiful tomahawk I have ever owned, and I've probably got five or six tomahawks around here. But this thing is just, oh, it's sexy, dude. Uh, it, the stained dark stained handle combined with a high polish blued steel head mm -hmm. gorgeous it is just gorgeous and i, I it did looks, it looks nice it. man i mean I, I, there's a I slide hawk in you, you have I'll a hawk's it. nest right yeah is it, well is it slide no, down your hawk's not, nest not at well? the moment i got to get another one i oh, keep giving crap. them away to family members um all right, we got to call Matthew up because I want to see. I mean, like your your whole mission. Yeah, hey, on Matthew's this. a little busy working on some knife sheaths right now. He might want to talk to him after Blade Show. He's in Ohio. Well, right now. well <laughs> I was going to say, well, Dan, if if he just needs them to have them done by the time you're done with the knives, we have all the time in the world. <sighs> and you know what? <laughs> and you know what? To the bell. <laughs> yours, yours just went back to the bottom of the pile. Oh man, it's been on the bottom of the pile for years for years now. I'm, I'm okay. And I'm just, and Adam, I'm just, I'm just here's the thing. Here's the uh, thing, Adam. Hmm. I was going to put in an order for a knife for you yeah. on Dan's uh uh order queue and put yeah. it at the top yeah. and not tell, not put a name on it. I, every <laughs> once in a while, I send him an order and just say "See Robbie for order," and and he knows it's somebody I know type thing, you know, and and. I'll get straight with him on the money and, and who to send the bill to and all that kind of crap. Mm -hmm. I was just going to do that and put C. Robbie on it and get your knife made. <laughs> now, I'm not sure if I'll be able to do that. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Yeah, I'm going to have uh, – Beth just hired an office manager for me, so uh, I'm, I'm going to have to have her fact check all of Robbie's orders now. Oh, that's all right. We'll get her, we'll get her squared away. We'll have, it, we'll have it knocked out no no time. Anyway, I mean Robbie, back back to what I was saying before. See, so, I mean like you're you're trying to you're really focus on getting this almost belt, you know, set up on your kit, right? Or, or it, it doesn't have to be a kit. belt. It doesn't well, have yeah. to be a belt. Uh, I've also been considering Adam just a backpack frame mm -hmm. and strapping my crap to it. Um, okay. It, it, I'm just trying to eliminate. The crap that you carry that you only use it to get to the woods. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a big, a, a four pound backpack that once I get to camp, I'm not toting that rascal around the woods. Yeah. And it, it doesn't do anything else. You know, yeah. Even the backpack frame I was talking about, at least, you know, if, if I use the right one, I can use it to haul wood back to the, you know, camp. Yeah. That yeah. type stuff. Uh, but I'm going to be carrying a smaller bag around the woods once I set up camp. So I'm just I'm trying to eliminate the stuff that gets carried that it, it, it just doesn't have much purpose other than getting you there. Yeah, going back to the concept of like a haversack. 
Yeah, that or that, a possible's I, bag. Haversack, possible's bag, belt kit. I'm a big advocate of your most important stuff ought to be on your person anyway. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Your cutting tool, your your fire kit. That you know, I mean, we developed pockets. You know, as we became more civilized and started to actually putting pockets in our clothes, you know, things got easier. And then fast forward to today's time and we forget about our pockets. And all of a sudden we've got to put the stuff that would fit in our pockets in a bag. Well, because that messes up the fit of my skinny jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, uh, we and Robbie, you and I talked about it a little bit on the, on the, Plus section of the podcast last week as well, so it's it's uh you know what man I, I am more and more a believer that the back like the big backpack is just when you're when you're moving for good you know what I mean it's not it's not exactly just when you're moving everything for good so right and I'm not hating on anybody that does any long distance hiking more power to them you yeah know, that's a different play. thing that we're talking about. We've got a fellow on the E2E uh, website that goes in the chat room all the time, and I, I speak to him on a regular basis. And he's preparing right now for, I want to say it's like an 80-mile hike. Okay. If you're hiking a trail for 80 miles, and, you know, yeah. Okay. You know, I, you're, you're not going to be set up one spot long enough to worry about it. You, you, need, yeah, you, know, you need to yeah, pack you- out. You're not going to be building shelter. You better carry shelter. Right. <laughs> um, but I, I don't do that. You know, I, I go to the woods for recreation, downtime, practice skills, and just you know, overall well-being sense that happens when I'm out there. I'm going to camp. Camp's not going to be any further than it needs to be. And I'm setting up. And I'm setting up and then working from that spot on little short hour long, two hour, even half day excursions out and back, you yeah. know, and, and I don't need a full backpack for those little short excursions. Absolutely. Yeah, and I'm always caught back and forth because I hate having a bunch of stuff hanging off of a small pack. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would rather have one large pack and everything neatly enclosed. You know what, man? Because of the but, snag points and everything. Like we were talking about that before. Yeah. It's like if you're on, if you're on a trail, or or open field or doing long distance hiking, it doesn't matter. But like if you're like blazing a trail on your own, I mean you probably figured this out when you were in the jungle. You know, like you know, you you even the, if the trail is established, you turn around and it's overgrown already. And yeah. Then, it, it, and you told me that you had plenty of times where you were off balance because your pack, or you know, there was there was slippery, you know, obstacles and, to navigate over, and and it, uh, you're getting caught up on stuff. In the jungle, anything that was wider than your silhouette. Mm-hmm. You got hung up on. Yeah. It wasn't if it was when, and when was multiple times a day. Yeah. So, uh, so in that case, the the two heaviest, bulkiest things you want to be carrying is some type of tarp shoulder and your machete, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the back and forth. Is I like a small, sleek pack that's just what I need. Uh, and but I keep balancing back and forth between because I've got like a, a Duder or Deeter. That I think it's the 40, 50 liter pack. Mm-hmm. And then I've got my old army internal frame ruck. Yeah. And that, you know, that huge pack is, a, I could almost carry one of y'all in it. So it's really, it's unnecessarily big, but. Do you still, you still have that ILB, right? 
Um, I've got my old one. I don't. Uh, uh, Adam still got yours. Okay, get that from Adam, and you'll see the difference between the old stuff and the new stuff. They realized that that pack, mm-hmm. the new the ILBE, comparing it to like let's say my old Alice pack, right? Yeah. It, it may hold twice as much stuff, but it's a lot more narrow because they didn't want the stuff sticking out. I have to check it out because I've got the first generation internal Gore-Tex frame, and it's monstrous. I mean, even with all the tension straps strapped down, you know, it looks almost like a, a pile of canvas that I tied up. Uh, but the upside is no matter what I'm carrying it, it will all fit inside that pack. Oh, don't get me wrong. With that ILBE, I can get in it, and Adam could put it on and walk away with me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's a that leaves a funny image in one's mind. <laughs> so, uh, Troll never came to my mind. I promise. That that was the my my two gear pick items this week. I was thinking it, of I was thinking of gnome. Oh and yeah, gnome. gnome works better. Yeah, especially with the mustache. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Are we allowed to talk about that? Is that is that what? is that the mustache? No mustache. one talks about the mustache except the mustache. Yeah, nobody puts probably, baby in the corner. They could probably talk about itself. It's a powerful yes. mustache. It's, well, it, I got it the other. I got it. It the reminds other me day. of Jungle's mustache. I got it the <laughs> other day, and my mustache was already up before me. It was on the phone with Chuck Norris. <laughs> Giving him pointers. Hey, get yeah. ready with the edit button because I have to say it. What's that? It's like a mustache with titties. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that one in there, Dan. I'm good, I'm good with that. I'm good. Okay. Hey, when when yeah. you've got wimpy facial hair, sometimes you got you catch food in it. My mustache <laughs> is now getting so epic it grows bacon. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't wait! I can't wait to. You should have. You should do. You know, man, you should do a video on the the mustache care items that you that you got going on. Yeah, the wax and the combs and all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and Freddie, I, think I think that's a good niche, man. Most oh. people will not know what the crap we're talking about. Uh, so a quick explanation is I, I got interested in, like, growing the whole epic mustache and, and epic beard type thing. And part of the problem with that is you go through phases of just completely unmanageable because, you know, as, like with the mustache – it's not like it stops at your top lip anymore. It could go down into your mouth. So you have to brush it out or comb it out to the sides. And over time, you use products like wax to, to you know manage it and keep it in, in shape. And the I theory is... To train it, right? Yeah. The theory is that the more you do that, the longer you do that, you'll kind of train the hair to, to not try to get in your mouth so much. Robbie but it's still his mustache. His mustache trains him. Oh yeah. Right. It does. It does because the minute I take a drink of something, it will say, Hey, you didn't brush me this morning, did you? When it gets all in my mouth. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I can do the whole handlebar thing now, guys. It's grown out enough I can uh twist the ends and it tur- curls up on me. That's awesome, dude. Talking about yeah. your your facial hair um, care kit. Uh, yeah. There was a there was a term brought up at practice what you preach, and we wound up having to get uh, photographic proof that these exist. Mm-hmm. But apparently, there is a new subclass of metrosexual. 
Oh, the lumber sexual? Yes. How am I yep. just now finding out about this? Yeah, man. Where are you at? You know, skinny hey, we, jeans. There's a, sto- there's a store in Frederick. Oh, God, what is it called? I can't remember what it is, but it's like that's their thing. It's like they have like, these two axes, like are the symbols and whatever the store's name is. And it's nothing but like plaid shirts, skinny jeans, and like boots. And everybody who goes in there has got a beard, man. Well, for the record, guys, when I was uh, 16, 17 years old and still in high school, uh, before I dropped out, uh, I was wearing, you know, flannel plaid shirts, blue jeans, boots, and I had my, you know, at that time, I didn't carry a full-size axe. Boys' axes weren't as popular back then, at least in my neck of the woods, as they are now. But I I did keep my hatchet in the truck at all times, you know. You invented you invented the lumber sexual. Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna take credit for that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's uh, more blame than credit, Robbie. L- lumber sexual sounds like something I want to be connected to. You know what's you know what's when so they funny, first started man, talking like, about it, I thought it was somebody that had inappropriate relationships with a knothole. <laughs> it's 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 crazy, man, because um, you know. I was at Washington Hospital Center yesterday in D.C., and this guy walked by me, and he had leather pants, tight leather pants with the with the elastic ankles. You could see his socks, and he had like the old school Nikes on. I mean, he looked like a Michael Jackson dancer from like Thriller, not Thriller or Beat It. You know what I mean? Like it's like the eighty, like nineteen eighty four is back. It's it's crazy to me, man. It's just like. Yeah, that, that was like stuff that when I was in grade school, like tight rolling your pants and stuff like that was like the end thing. And now it's like back. It's just, it's so, it's so funny, man. It's like nothing, nothing is ever original anymore. We just keep on recycling the same old bad fashion choices. Um, I, I think, I think. Why can't the generation after us learn from our mistakes? I don't know, man. It was, see, that's where I was going. I was going to say that, that I don't think. The point of this is that nothing is original. I think the point is you should be afraid because nothing ever really dies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And maybe. once the seventies come back, dude, I'm I'm going in hiding for a while. <laughs> I know how imagine, that turns can, out. Can you I'm imagine uh, Bobby Bobby Plute out there doing disco again? I can imagine that some of our older friends, uh not old as in old, but older than you and I, Adam, like Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to find themselves with a closet full of clothes that are again in fashion. Yeah, and and Bobby could probably fit into all that stuff too. He's he's yeah. Uh, he, he tries to take care of himself. Yeah, he's he he's still he's still the same you know f- physique he was in his thirties. So uh, <laughs> he's fine. Oh man, that's funny. You know, I try to do something similar. Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost forty, and I'm already in the same physique I'm in in my sixties. <laughs> Oh, I've man. got the body of a sixty-year-old man. Honestly, Dude. I do. It's in a closet. He'll <laughs> <laughs> shut his mouth next time, though, won't he? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I just, so I, I uh, that was my gear pick stuff. Before uh, before we run out of time today or anything, Adam. Though mm-hmm. yep. there was one thing I wanted to bring up on the podcast that we normally do anyway, so it's not left field or anything. Our videos this week. I'm really getting into James Montana stuff. Dude, the, James is doing some awesome stuff, man. The guy. The, the jungle stuff, you know, you, you think, how much different can it be? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then you see them, you, you see them do stuff and you go, oh, 
Well, that's why those cultures really didn't catch up. They didn't need to. Yeah. yeah. I agree. They, uh, it, it's, it's really interesting what he's doing. Um, it's fun. It's educational. We are going to be uh, sending James some, uh, some new equipment here soon. Um, he just lives you know, all the way in Southeast Asia, so it's expensive to send stuff out to him. But yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm really excited, and, and you know, it's it's uh, his stuff's on our on the E2E website, guys. Check it out. It's it's such a different angle of looking at things because he's in a very you know foreign place with some very foreign um, you know uh, materials, and but it's pretty cool. I mean, like the, that that bamboo cooking pot and cook kit mess kit that he did, awesome, awesome stuff, man. Well, and I, really it, even it. if he's in that big of a huh. No, go ahead. I'm listening. Even if this environment is that different, mm-hmm. th- there's there is no reason though that you can't watch the videos and find inspiration. Watching his bamboo videos is making me go back and rethink our river cane. You know, it, it's yeah. making me go. You know, I need to I need to explore that to its ultimate end, yeah. and make sure I've got a mastery of all the. You know, that resource is abundant where I live. I need to make sure I've got a mastery of all that you can be done with that resource, you know? Well, it, it goes back to a concept that we've had a long time ago is that, you know, the key to knowledge is application. It's not just regurgitating facts. So, I mean, you you know, if you're able to take that lesson and apply it to a different scenario or whatever, that's what needs to happen, man. I mean, that's that's the that's the most powerful, you know, most powerful thing. Um, and I think with this series that James is working on, it, it's kind of coming, you know, it, it's kind of coming up in a more dramatic, more contrast way because it's like, wow, I mean, look at this. I mean, what, what can I do with what I have out there? Um, I love it, man. I mean, it's, it's not only a fun, it's not, it's, it's super fun for me to get what he, to get what he's, he's sending to me and, and to sit there and watch and, and edit it. Um, it's, now, it's awesome. And I have about, I've got like half a dozen other ones too. So guys, stay tuned. We're going to be dropping James's, uh, Every Wednesday we'll be dropping a video from James, and of course we have Madison Mondays, and Madison's doing some good stuff as well. Um, so stay tuned on the website. I was specifically yes. talking over Dan because Dan is the one individual out of the three of us that can probably bring to light more about what James is doing in that video than any of the other two. Uh, because your South American trip, I, I can't believe that. Yeah, at some point jungles kind of got to be jungle, right, Dan? And that was the interesting thing was. At first, I was going to say it's amazing how different the jungle there and the jungle of South America was. And then as I watch the video a little more, I'm amazed at how similar they are. Uh, yeah, I can, I can understand that. Yes, we didn't see like we didn't see a lot of bamboo in the area we were in. Mm-hmm. So a different different resource use. But what really struck me was when you're talking about. Uh, the way they didn't need to catch up because they already have everything. Mm-hmm. Right. The jungle culture, there's no concept of conservation or that sort of thing because you need a container. Oh, well, you grab this, this, and this. Hey, look, I got a container. Yeah, well, sure. constantly producing what you need. Yeah, it's only going to last a month, but so what? I'm going to throw it away when I get home because if I need another one, there's the stuff right there and it'll take me 30 seconds to make it. Yeah. So yeah. it's this constantly renewing source that unless you wind up with too much population density, you don't have to worry about saving anything. Like magic, it'll be a new one in the next morning. But yeah. 
it takes um it takes a woodcraft or a jungle craft to a whole new level though because the That's flip side to it is they really can go out with nothing but an edged instrument and make everything that they need yeah i you know i mean i, I really want to go out and do some and do some of that stuff it's just such a long trip man but i'd love to go to, to yep. indonesia or something like that i think um, bushcraft I, I actually read I think Bushcraft Global has got one spot left this week, this year. Yeah, man, I just I don't have to leave right now. I've got too much going on, too many, too many, too many uh, fires, unfortunately. But you're going back again, right, Dan? I I am. Uh, and a guy from I think it's uh, Simply Slingshot that was at um, uh, Practice What You Preach is going as well. So uh, is it slim, Simply Slingshots or flipping out? Um. I'm not sure. I don't. I can't remember either. I, I shouldn't even say check. anything. No. Now you got me doubting myself. What the the reason I say that is I know Matt was there and and he and I were talking about something the other day and he brought up flipping out slingshots. So I didn't know if you know. Um, I was trying to put two and two together and then in this case it may not add up to four because both twos what, may be threes. What, what, what I, did I tell one. you about what did I tell you about math, Robbie? I know me and <laughs> thinking. <laughs> uh, I think the two might be the same thing. Uh, apparently, there's this this device, and it's connected to this this like this worldwide interconnectivity. And you can ask the device questions, and it'll search uh, an information. We'll say a web, an information web that spans the entire globe or the world, and it Amazing. can pull up information for you. Sounds like magic. You know, you know this it. is the third, not the first, right? You ain't catching me with no April Fools. <laughs> no, Man, really I, exists. Is it just is it just me, guys? I'm like tired of April Fools. I, I that 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 crap just just ticks me off, man. Because you know it, it's it's I I go to the the internet to get you know information, and I'm just tired of, of dumbass. It's like it's like trolling and, and misinformation on the internet is already a problem. So they got to give us one day in the year where it's it's okay to do it, you know? Am I just being welcome, a grumpy old man? Welcome, welcome to maturity, Adam. How's that taste? I mean, it's yeah, not man. like it's it's been recently. I mean, it's it's been forever. I freaking hate that stuff. Thank you for coming to the dark side. <laughs> oh God. We'll have your AARP card in the mail and soon. And like, there's guys that there's guys out there that do that go to extravagant lengths. Guys and gals that go to extravagant lengths to just humiliate people that are close to them by these elaborate April Fool's jokes to put them on YouTube now to, I guess, make a quick buck. Right, Adam, you know, Adam, who got you? Nobody got me. I mean, this, this sounds like you're, you're speaking from a place of, of hurt. Yeah, that does this, sound this like This is a safe hurt. room. No, no, right. no. It's, it's just, it's, nobody got me. It's, it's just, <laughs> this is a safe it's just room. inconsiderate. <laughs> that may you know, be my, the, my, uh, I'll the tell you, I'll tell you, I, I have a family member. I'm not going to, you know, totally blow them out. But they told their significant other they were pregnant. And uh, went through it weren't and kept it going for like ten minutes, and it wasn't like the good I'm pregnant. It was like the oh crap I'm pregnant. I and tried I like, that too. My wife didn't believe me. That, that, <laughs> just, that stuff is just that's just cruel, man. I mean, why would you do that to somebody? I mean, like, and you hear all these. Then there's all these like stories on the you know on the news about like you know April Fool's prank going bad, you know, and somebody's getting arrested or you know it's just stupid, man. No, I don't know. That's just me. The world, I don't, yeah. It is, I guess so. I guess people just want to be jack wagons all the time. Not a, not a fan of jack wagonry. So, hey guys, 
Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Dan. I, I didn't mean to cut you off this time. No, that's okay. Um, I got a project I want to see if you guys will do with me. What's that? I'm uh, I saw a well, I saw a, a fellow on on YouTube. Uh, take a. I want to say he had a twelve by sixteen tarp. Uh, just the the plastic Walmart type tarp. Mm-hmm. And with that and duct tape, built a pretty elaborate teepee that was big hmm. enough for you know a couple people. You, and you have me, you have me interested now, Robbie. And yeah. uh, having a, a heat source inside, hot tinning. Um, and I was thinking, the three of us, if I wanted to do, let's say, a thirty by forty one, that would be a bit to take on by myself. But if I had you guys to help. You know, yeah, there's like, no way you'd ever reach the top of that, Robbie. Yeah, there's you got to tape up the edges after you cut it. You know, um, and it's important to have somebody there to help keep the uh, the tarp material taut so that you can get the tape on it good and all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking, yeah, I'd never pull that off on my own, but I bet the three of us together in a day could knock out a teepee. And if we started with something that was 30 by 40, man, that would be a big one. That would be the three well, of Robbie, us. I, I think there's here. enough hot air between the three of us that if we're sharing a teepee, we would need a heat source. This is true. You better stay away from my sleeping bag. <laughs> Bobby Plude learned the, learned the hard way on that one. <laughs> hey, that was a group effort, man. Uh, he, just for know. the record, that was before I began began associating with y'all. No, yeah. no, you were there for that incident, I thought. No, he wasn't. He wasn't? No. No, I waited till y'all went all straight. Bobby got me in uh, at so Joe Flowers' cabin. Yeah, but we got him back at, I think Dan was PWIP at PWIP. Uh, no, 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 no. We didn't get him back at PWIP. We got him back yeah, we at, did. at, no, it wasn't, dude. It was, um, it was Blade Show. Uh, no, it was out front of that when we rented the house at PWIP. And we were all out there grilling we're in and the house and PWIP. That that's Blade Show, man. That's Blade Show, buddy. Yeah, Blade Show. My bad. <laughs> Crap. I'm listening. You want some more cough syrup? I need some more coffee to go wash it down with. <laughs> um. Yeah, we got him back at, at Blade Show. Yeah. Yeah, but Dan wasn't there yet. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, yeah, y'all had just started associating it, with me, but I wasn't allowed was to come B, over to the big B, house. It was BD. Poor Dan. Um, no, I think I think he did get invited to that cookout. I don't know, man. I think Andy was invited to that cookout. So. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Didn't he didn't show. No. He was uh, probably eating at some fancy restaurant with Dan. Who showed up? Um, the Habless guys showed up. Um, Ch- Chance and Laura was there. Yeah. Uh, Bobby. All our crew. We had about 30 people. Sean? I'm sorry, guys. I was busy uh, eating dinner with Chef Muss. Hey, we were shooting turtles with slingshots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely won. Actually, we were just shooting the log they were sitting on to make animals jump off the log individually, which was a whole lot less destructive. And legal. And legal, yes. Well... (laughs) <laughs> uh, man, I miss Madison. <laughs> well, don't lead him so much. <laughs> no, he's, 
we'll, we'll get him get him squared away. He wants us to come down, Robbie, as soon as we can. I, I'm game. I want to go before it gets nine thousand degrees in Florida, yeah. though. Yeah. There's a guy down there I want to go paddling with too that runs a guide service. So, uh, dude, forget paddling. You get in the river at one spot at Madison's place, and you fish for, while you're floating down the river. No boat. You're literally swimming down the river, fishing, putting your, your fish on a string and dragging them behind you as you're floating down the river. And then when you get out of the river, you've got you know, dinner on a string behind you. That yeah. That's a whole new level of cool there. Yeah, that's my kind yeah. of fishing. And you end up at, you end up near his Kwanzaa hut. We're uh, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty awesome. Sign so me he, up. He basically his highway to the Kwanzaa hut is he just walks out his front door and jumps in the river and just floats down. So, pretty awesome, man. Uh, well, I've just got ninety-seven. I, I, will, more. I will say this though, and you, Madison, and I were talking about it. You know, the biggest problem if you want to go down there and train with Madison is you know a lot of people are intimidated by him because you know he's he's the real deal, and I and I will say, you know, nine nine. Out of ten, you know, guys out there trying to do what they're doing or, or trying to perpetrate like they are Madison Parker, and uh, I guarantee you, at sixty, at sixty-two, he'll run circles around. He just went, he just did a hog hunt, Robbie, and the lead guy, the lead guy that owns a hog hunt company, um, you know, this is Madison's. I mean, the, the, going hog hunting with a knife, you know, sticking right. to the knife, and the lead guy at the end was blown away. He was like. And, and Madison was running circles around the guy that does it professionally, and the guy was like, "Geez, I can't, I couldn't even keep up with you." And this guy's like thirty years old, <laughs> and Madison's twice his age, running circles around him. But uh, he got a two hundred and forty-five pound hog. Um, nice. So we'll, we'll have some videos of that coming up here real soon, um, and that's something he's gonna do. Because I mean, people don't realize they're like a, they're a pestilence. Um, they are destroying oh. so much down there. I mean, you, you can speak to it, uh, Dan. In my, the last hunting lease I signed in Georgia, in the lease, you were legally required to shoot all wild hogs on site. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're omnivores that drop three litters a year with very few natural predators, if any. Yeah. And they will just eat everything. Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll destroy oak trees. They'll, they'll tear up the roots, you know, try to, try to root around for acorns. Yeah, they'll um, drive off then, all the game. They'll do yep. hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of crop damage in a night. Yep. yep. And so they taste it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what they do, I didn't know that they castrate the males and they throw them back out in the field and they come and find them like a couple of months later. Yeah. Um, because the testosterone will drop back. Those uh, Pigs are, are crazy, man. They'll go feral in less than two weeks. Um. It's just, they're just, it's, it's crazy stuff, man. So, but Robbie, we did get the invitation if we want to come down. Um, and, so that you know, sounds like a good vacation. Yeah. So definitely, definitely. Um, anyway, what else we got guys? Let's look at, we're, uh, we're at the, uh, 50, 51 minute mark. So we've got a couple more minutes before, uh, the natural time of the podcast ends. Um, Dan, you had some pretty cool, the finds on the internet. Yeah, um, want to talk about cars or guns? I, know, I want to talk about that have... Jeep. <laughs> okay, there All we right. go. Let's talk about the Jeep. All right, we'll save the firearms for next time. Okay. 
I'm down. Uh, as y'all probably know, I am in a never-ending search for the perfect dogwood custom knives off-road vehicle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeep is trying to get it right. Um, they now have, to be fair, it's a looks like a possible knockoff of a Land Cruiser or Land Rover, but Jeep is finally making a diesel. Nice. So it's a four door hard top. Uh, think of uh, like the new four door Wranglers. Uh, think of that with a hard top, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of detail, and with a uh, diesel, two point eight liter diesel. And to be clear, when you're saying hard top, it's not like a removable hard top on your t- traditional Wrangler. It's a hard top as in a a wagon. It's yeah. made on there. Yeah, the doors and window, uh, the doors will come off, but the top is on for good. Um, you know, it, it's. Is that, a, a, is that it, a faux pas in the Jeep world that the top can't come off? Uh, well, there has been some talk online of people that thought it was kind of a violation, you know, of because the outside of it does kind of look like a, a Jeep uh, Safari. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the kind of a little bit longer Wrangler. Um, but, so, but this keeps to the roots of an expeditionary vehicle. Yeah. Where the roof is a tie-down point. Yeah. Now, it, the doors come off for ventilation, but this is keeping to the true concept of an expeditionary vehicle, where you load this thing up and you go for two months. And the desert the desert tan paint and desert tan wheels didn't hurt anything either. It just looks cool. It, it does. It is, it is a pretty vehicle, man. And then Absolutely. it's got guides along the uh, from the roof to the fender on the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, to keep uh, tree branches and low-hanging stuff from slapping into the windshield. Mm-hmm. So it'll hit these thin little metal wires, and they'll guide it up over the windshield. Yeah. Which I thought was just a... Yeah. yeah. It, With me, Dan, yeah. that would end up being... It guided it right up to where I tried to use that storage rack on top. Yeah. <laughs> all my camp gear is about 20 miles behind us laying in the middle of the trail. Yeah, once I wasn't worried about it slamming through the windshield, I just didn't let off the gas. Yeah. And it peeled everything off the top. Cool so, uh, now what's the price point, though, dude? Do they have a price yet? Oh, no. It, I think it's still in the concept. It's a prototype it one-off. Yeah, I, okay. think they've, I think they've got a total of three right now that they're taking to one of the big Jeep rallies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they don't have a they don't have a date to bring it to market or even a ballpark of the price. Oh, well, do which a, do you want to take a guesstimate? Uh, a lot and in a <laughs> while. Uh, oh well. Yeah, it will be at the uh, Easter Jeep Safari in Moab. I like the little details too, where they've got the attachment points for the jerry cans behind the uh, wheel fenders. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, just too cool. Yeah. If they come out with it for sale, Dan, it definitely would qualify as the Dogwood Expedition vehicle. Yeah. Um, Do you think Mrs. Dogwood would uh, go sign that? I think she would. Especially after nice. living in 90 feet of snow this season. All right, well, yeah. that looks pretty awesome, guys. I mean, it's, it's you know, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, that'd be cool if, if one of us can get one of those. Dan. <laughs> 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 no pressure. 
you know, you could you could buy two of them. Let Robbie and I, you know, share one. You know, we're not yep. stingy. <laughs> no, I, I'll share with that. I promise. <laughs> yeah, we'll get along. In, we promise this time. <laughs> in the meantime, I think I'm back to a uh, an old Cherokee. Uh, I can't go wrong with that, Dan. I was I was really I love the old Wagoneers. I love the way they look. I started tracking some down, but really it came down to parts availability. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are cool, but for the availability of parts and the cost of parts, I can just do so much more with a Cherokee. Yeah. True. You know what, uh, cameraman Mark? Something happened. He uh he broke one of the uh. You know the the three little things in the grill. I mean the seven things in the grill that you know uh, jeeps are known for. Where he busted out the one on the on the far right, and it looks like a fang, right? <laughs> like, like teeth. And I was like, dude, you should bust out that other one and make it look like teeth, like like canines to a teeth, like somebody grinning. And I, I was like, man, what if that becomes like a thing that people start doing? And then like aftermarket, you know, replace that grill to make it look like fangs, like it's aggressive. Um. Uh, and we just kind of laughed at that. Uh, yeah, I love those people. <laughs> <laughs> I love those people that want their vehicle to look tough. Don't worry about the performance. Let's just paint it up or change the body. <laughs> well, at least there's not <laughs> testicles hanging off the back. Yeah. But this don't, is don't bother making it tough. Just make it look tough. <laughs> well, he's got a, he's got a nice he's got a nice one. I forget. What he does. He has a nice Jeep. Yeah. I've got uh, I got a cousin that's got a, a shop down in uh, Albany. And uh, I've been talking to him about uh, finally building my fantasy truck. What would that be? Uh, I'm thinking taking something in a like an early 70s Ford that's got a flat frame. Mm-hmm. And in simplest terms, put two axles in with a coilover suspension. Mm-hmm. So I can either make it a 4x6 uh, or a 6x6 six six on a uh, half ton or three quarter ton truck. So when are you going to make that happen? When are you going to get rid of the Chuck Norris mobile? Uh, no, I'm never getting rid of the Chuck Norris mobile. Yeah, I don't blame uh, you. That's why, we, that's why we're trying to find a bigger place. I need, a, I need more garage space. <laughs> the Spitfire's almost dead. He needs to get back on the road. I don't think you're uh, going to talk to anybody about the Chuck Norris mobile. I was just thinking, I probably have to explain that uh, I... I am fortunate enough to be the owner of uh, one of the stunt cars from Invasion USA, the Chuck Norris movie that was shot in Georgia. So I've got a 65 Mustang convertible that Chuck Norris once drove. That's awesome. Yeah, if you just touch it, your 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 cool points jump up by about 50%. Adam. Yeah, and there's a, ever, a hair pops out of your chest. You, you ever think that if you had Dan's problems, you'd just give your problems away for free? You know, man, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know, man. Gosh, so char- charmed life. Hey, it is hard to be me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I had to go wash my Chuck Norris classic Mustang the other day. It was so boring. Right. Oh, gosh. So you know how earlier we were talking that, uh, you know, every hero is tested and that when you're going through a rough time, you just oh, have to remember that there's some sort of balance. All right. Yeah. Now, I want you all to think about how bad my rough time had to have been. And, guys, that's going to be all that we have today for the uh, Equipped Indoor podcast. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan. Oh, gosh. 
Anyway, do anything else? You know, if it can't be here? you, aren't you glad it's me? Yeah, uh, yeah there you go. There's a, that's a good way to look at it. I started training a new dog yesterday, guys. Ooh, oh, is yeah. it the one I met? Nice. Yes, the one uh, Dan met at PWYP. And I've got to tell you, the image that sums up PWYP for me yeah, was it, around noon, I look over and there's a young family that and their tent is set up. And they open up a pack and play and set it next to the tent. And they set their toddler in the pack and play. And then they drop their Malinois puppy in the pack and play. And I look over and the toddler's holding the side of the pack and play looking out. And the Malinois got its front paws up on the uh, pack and play. And every so often it looks at the kid like, what are we looking at? And then turns around and says, whatever it is, I'm looking at it too. <laughs> they, they were both conniving, to, conspiring together to get out of there is what it was. Yeah. yeah. Great little puppy, let's man. Eight weeks you, old. Let, let's pretend that you bit me. I'll start crying. They reach for me. You jump You, you jump off my back. And, and as they, they put me down to chase after you, I can escape too. And we'll meet back behind that tree. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on. Yeah, and get a shiv. <laughs> There's enough knives laying around here. Get something. Yeah. Hey, Dan, did you enjoy it? Hey, anybody got a knife? Enjoy that 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 joke about a thousand times. At yeah. Yeah, caught, I got to the point where I first, just right? I just quit carrying a knife just so I could follow through on that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Dan. Yep. The guy with the Malinois puppy. Yep. You should have spent more time talking to him. You know why? Why? You would have found out. You would have found out that his wife makes custom uh, wool anoraks. Not only do I know that, um, but you're, she you're, about, even... you're about to get in trouble because I had to find it out on my own. You didn't tell me. I assumed you would know. Yeah, be I mean, careful what you say there, buddy. <laughs> Dan's keeping secrets all to himself. Uh, man. Uh, you got to earn it. Information doesn't come cheap. Y'all want to blow off PWIP? Hey, I understand. Hey, uh, blow off PWIP, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what was going on with you know, hey. three screaming kids in a in a in a projecting projected vomiting wife and other kids. <laughs> That's exactly what I was doing. Hey, so, look, if you're I, not I there, un- if you're not there, I can't my talk vehicle about it. yet, Dan. I had all my stuff in my vehicle packed up. I still haven't packed my vehicle. I haven't had a chance to. Hey, if you weren't there, I can't talk about it. I think he, I think he deserves a nut punch, Robbie. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I bet Ethan cooked you something, too. Oh, man. I mean, no, no. Who's this <laughs> Ethan that you speak of? I've seen the pictures, Adam. These guys had meat, like, roasting on spits. Oh, like, half a wildebeest on a spit with uh, this great Greek seasoning. Uh, you know what, Dan? I don't want to talk to you. You, and can't from- be my friend. you can't be my friend for four days. You know, and what I've heard from others, uh, Dan <laughs> took enough steaks that if he had put them all together, he could have reassembled a cow. <laughs> well, I, I thought I was going to have two of my buddies there with me, so I made sure we had enough steak for everybody. Touche, oh, sweetheart. Touche, sweetheart. Um, but and even more valuable than some of the design advice that uh, Mr. Becker gave me was. Uh, some of uh, the critique he gave me on my dry rub. So uh, I have pages and pages of secrets now. Yeah. Uh, 
well, I got to I got to go visit Ethan before he moves across the country. So yeah, that that needs to happen too. Why would he do this thing? Oh, oh, um, he had. Uh, when we get off the air, I got to tell you about the prototype he had. Oh, oh, okay. Well, you guys, we're gonna wrap it up there. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Equipment War Podcast. We'll be back next week. A Friday, so stay tuned. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to podcast at equiptoendore.com. We did have uh, some questions. We'll get that on the next podcast when we yep. have time to do the proper show notes, guys. So we apologize for not getting that done on this episode, but we'll be back. And uh, make sure you check out our sponsors, Dogwood Custom Knives and Live Fire Gear. I don't think we even did the Live Fire Gear because I think we recorded that after the technical difficulties in the beginning. Check out Live Fire Gear at livefiregear.com. Uh, tons of dealers and distributors all over the country now, all over the world. Um, so we're, we're global and Robbie, do we have anything else before we shove off? That's about it for this week. All right, guys. Well, you guys take care, be safe. And remember, if you're not always prepared, you're never prepared. Later. Later.